Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on Testimony Testimony Tuesday, hashtag TT. Now we are currently in um, season two, guys, season two of this incredible international podcast, yeah? And when I mean international, I mean international. So we have so many people from Ireland, from South Africa, from Jamaica, United States. Canada, Zimbabwe, India, India, Germany. Oh, wow. It's The list goes on and on and on. Kenya, Belgium, Pakistan. It's just amazing how there's so many people around the world who are tuning in every single week, hearing these testimonies. It's just amazing. It's so incredible. And we just wanted to say to you guys that's all listening around the world, if you have a testimony that you want to share, come along, contact us. It doesn't matter about your accent. We all speak differently. Yeah. And for you to be listening... It's not by coincidence, for a purpose. Exactly. So if you or anyone who you know have have a testimony, please, guys, tune in. You know, DM us on Instagram or send us an email at hisgodlyword at gmail.com. Yes? Yes. Right, guys. So this is episode one of season two, and it's all about anxiety. Now, what is anxiety? So anxiety is a feeling of worry, fear, uneasiness. And you know what it is? Like, everyone experiences some form of, of anxiety at a time in their life. Like, I've been anxious to show it, have you? I've been anxious. Exactly. And many times. Exactly. And even if it's, like, small anxiety, like, if you're going on a plane or if you're going to, like, off to an interview, anxiety is normal. When you take an exam or... Oh, my days. That's, that's, the, worst the, worst. that's oh, the worst wow. anxiety. That's the worst anxiety. However, there are also times when anxiety can be a lot more severe it can be a lot more hard for you like for example i know some people who find it hard to even leave the house yeah because they are so anxious you know some people who sleep with the um bite on at night you know yeah. because they are so anxious now for me i kind of feel like anxiety equals fear yeah it does yeah because anxiety isn't bad it's only bad when it kind of like affects every part of your life yeah that's when it's bad and that's when it needs to be tackled understand and worry is also anxiety it's not two different things worry is the same as anxiety yeah our our next question is why may people feel anxious so for me i feel like people become anxious for a lot of reasons there's so many reasons out there that could be your past experience your even thinking about the future finances your career the work that you're in right now yeah. there's a lot of things even families can make you be anxious feel a bit anxious it? and i feel like a lot of times as well like even in this age range as well like i'm 23 and you're 20 Five. five yeah so i kind of feel like in this time currently in our lives yeah we are at a stage where we may feel you know unfulfilled or we may feel like okay what's happening next yeah. and i feel like well, when it comes to anxiety it's about fear of the unknown it's fear of you know what's going to happen like everything right now just seems very uncertain and even like covid has caused a lot of people to be anxious as well yeah especially losing their jobs yeah exactly staying at home working from home it's difficult it's, it's not difficult. easy i kind of feel like this episode is going to be a powerful episode 
about anxiety. So anyone out there who's currently experiencing anxiety, I'm just going to hand you a heads up. You know, this episode, it might not be the, the easiest to, to hear. Yeah. You know, it's from like a spiritual standpoint. Yeah. So just ha- like have that in mind. Our last question is, what does the Bible say about anxiety? So in Matthew 6, 34, the scripture says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow shall worry about itself. Amen. Now, amen. Now, we always tend to worry about the things we ourselves don't have control over. 100%. And it seems to be something that always happens. Mm. We're always thinking about certain things that we know that we can't have control over. That's why the Bible is telling you that we're supposed to seek God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God or his righteousness, exactly. right? Now, what we need to realise is that we are clouding our judgment when we do when we do that. And we end up making wrong decisions. As a result of not trusting God. Yes. Yeah. And because we've allowed anxiety to take over so much part of our lives, our mm. mind. Mm-hmm. We rush into doing certain things when it's not God's will. Exactly. So rather than us worrying about things we can't control, we're supposed to seek God. Mm. We're supposed to allow God to be in control. Mm-hmm. And by putting God first, that is the only cure for anxiety. 100%. And I kind of feel like the verse that really spoke to me as well is Psalms chapter 34, verse 4. And it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. Yeah. So it's like that explains everything anyway. Like just seek God. Yeah, he's the only one who's able to take away all of your fears. He didn't call us on this earth to be anxious. He didn't call us on this earth to be unhappy. And I feel like a lot of the times when you're anxious, when you're worried, it makes you unhappy. Like it takes away all your joy. Like it sucks everything out of you. And even in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, it says, an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Amen. Wait, can I tell you my version that I've been reading? It's the same scripture, but New King James Version. What Mm -hmm. version was yours? NIV. Yeah, so my version says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. Mm. Wow. But a good word makes it glad. Amen. So guys, if you have a friend as well who's anxious or depressed, it's so important to speak to that friend. Cheer them up. You know, sometimes it only takes a word. Like, hi, how are you today? And actually really care. I feel like so many people say, hey, how are you? Are you all right? But it's just like a formality. It's not do actually really care and say, you know, how are you? Like, how are you actually doing? And it's important for you as a friend to be able to open up as well, you know? Yeah, because the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, mm. look out not only for your own interests, but also for interests of others. Amen. Amen. So we're supposed to be there for one another. Even as Christians, we're supposed to comfort one another in every time or need. When they need you, you're supposed to have someone to depend on. It's true. And we spoke about this last week, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So we need to love and support each other, even in times of hardship times of difficulty instead of looking down on one another how about uplifting one another the bible just said that you know anxiety in the heart causes depression Mm. but a good word makes it glad so if you're always encouraging that person that's the um, that's going through anxiety you don't realize that you can actually be the one to save them it's true amen right guys so our first ever guest on season two is an incredible pastor her name is jennifer ervig i thoroughly enjoyed our interview she has an incredible personality and when she told me about her book i was like oh my god i have to get this book now this book is called when my mind winds up a pull no punches approach to anxiety to anxiety now this book is from a christian perspective which i think is absolutely amazing go and check it out it's on amazon and it's available to order now okay so without further ado hi jennifer how are you today please talk us through your incredible 
testimony. Hey everyone, I'm Jen Irving. That's E-R-V-I-G. It's Norwegian. It's weird. Everybody wants to call me Irving, but it's Irving. And you, um, can find me um, on Instagram at Jen's Mind and Wines as well as on Facebook. But I want to share with you guys today uh, my testimony in on anxiety. I'm a local pastor in Washington of the United States, the Seattle area. Um, I am, am an author of two books, the second one happening to be on anxiety so that I can use what God has helped me with and what I'm going to share with you today and pay that forward. I think that is a huge thing. We walk the walk we do on earth and we go through the things that we go through um, in order to help heal others and bring them along on the journey to Jesus. So Amen. anxiety, yes, anxiety. Natasha, thank you for having me, by the way. You're welcome. Um, anxiety is a weird thing. Um, I do believe, I mean, anxiety can be a lot of different causes, different reasons. It can be body chemistry. It can just be um, emotions, control of your mind. Um, a mental illness. I believe it can be very, um, forgive me for being over spiritual demonic sometimes. Um, my story is a spiritual story. So I, um, have always, when you talk spiritual gifts and I don't know if you guys ever touch on that on your podcast, but when you talk spiritual gifts, I tend to be very sensitive to both the Holy spirit, but also the other way. And the good news is I am sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The bad news is I have to be careful when things get weird. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, so yeah. I, I'm very protective of myself seeing um, scary movies. Like I, I, I enjoy a Same. thriller, right? Yeah. yeah, I enjoy a thriller or something like that. But if it's something demonic, I, I know that stuff is very real. So I have to protect myself. Yeah, of course. And be sensitive. So my story with anxiety and fear um, starts when I was five years old. Um, I had, you'll have to stick with me. This, this story gets weird. So I had a dream when I was five. I shared bunk beds with my sister. I was on the top bunk. And um, I had this dream that I was having a nightmare. Wow. And in the dream, I woke up from the nightmare and I do what little kids do. I go sleep with my mom and dad. Most mom and dads will put you in between them in the bed, right? Yeah. For whatever reason in my dream, my dream of my dream. Wow. <laughs> um, my, I, it was my mom, my dad, and my dad put me on the outside of the bed next to him. And I remember trying to sleep, and, um, but I couldn't because a snake popped up on his nightstand. Wow. He was trying to attack me, and I was so scared. And then... I woke up screaming out of that and then in out of the dream because right I was dreaming about having a have had a bad dream. Yeah. So I remember I'm completely awake, five years old, real life, awake from both dreams, if you're following me. And I audibly heard Satan laughing at me. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm five years old, right? So you can imagine how that just gripped me with fear that yeah. plagued me for the most part of my life. And mm. so I audibly heard him laughing at me and the message he was trying to get across to me is you can't do anything. Jesus can't protect you. Your parents can't protect you. There is nothing on this earth that can get, keep you from my grasp. That is what my five-year-old mind and heart took in. So starting at that age and that nightmare I had, I was plagued with nightmares all my life always waking up, wanting to go sleep with my mom, but even scared of that because not even that can protect me. Yeah, yeah, I get you. 
you know, very scary. And until one day I remember I was 18 years old <laughs> and still trying to go sleep with my mom. Wow, crazy. Her up, you know, yeah. and, and she said to me, she goes, Jennifer, this has to stop. The spirit of the living God lives inside of you yeah. and you have, um, power over this. Satan can't get you. You need to rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Amen. So yes. Take back your life and go back to bed. So she said something along those lines. I remember going back to bed at that time. We were in a different house, you know, many, many years later, had my own room downstairs. I go downstairs, sleep in my bed. And, and I said, you know, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I am going to sleep. Um, but then what the, the trick Satan liked to, would like to play on me is then I'd have nightmares that my voice would go out, that I would be mute and I couldn't rebuke him in the name of Jesus. And so then that would plague me for a while. Oh my God. You know what it is? I feel like I've had this experience. Have you ever had like a sleep um, paralysis before? You know, I've heard about that, but I don't think I've had that. No. I've had those all of my life. Like oh, every single time no. I'm sleeping, I feel like there's something holding me down and I can't speak. I can't do anything. Because yeah. in my mind, I have to think, Jesus. And then I wake up and I'm fine, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So maybe, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I would feel that way in dreams, in yeah. nightmares. Because like I would have like maybe a dream that like a kidnapper was coming for me or like a rapist or somebody scary. Mm. And I would try to scream or try to say, Jesus, yeah. but my voice would go mute. And then Satan yeah. would be like, ha, see, I told you, you have no power. You can't claim it out until one day God made me realize, um, hello, like he made the deaf, the dumb, the mute and the blind. Yes. You think that they're powerless? No. I can call out on Jesus just in my heart. Yes. You know, no physical sound has to come out. And so once again, God show me I have power, yes. you know? And so, um, I, I finally realized that Satan's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's an idiot. I, I have power. And I would just, what helped me and freed me is that I started mm. to sing worship songs laying in bed mm. and I felt just the spirit of God wash over me mm. and there was a peace. Okay. So that's, that was what kind of started plaguing my journey with anxiety. And I found that was my first real breakthrough, but then still over all my adult life, even though I could, I was learning to sleep and I was getting, um, uh, victory over nightmares. I would still, you know, anxiety would come out in different ways throughout my life. Um, or even OCD I've, I've have, you know, these compulsive disorders where, um, one thing I liked to do is re repetitiously counting all the time. Mm. Um, like I know our viewers can't see us cause this is a podcast, but you can see me. Yeah, for can me. But like, if I, if I'm like watching you or somebody talking, like I'll just count, like I'll go like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. As I'm paying attention to you, like count like different parts of your body or your outfit or, you know, just weird things. Or like when I'm driving down the road, I'll count telephone poles and then I'm like, I can tell I'm driving myself crazy and I'm like, stop it. But I can't like, I don't know. It's just, it's like this weird thing. So I count. So, so in terms of counting, is that helping you in any kind of way? Like how did that come about? No, it's just a weird OCD thing that comes with uh, an anxiousness that's inside mm -hmm. me. Um, I don't know why it happens or why I would do it. So, um, but that's just, just me sharing one thing that anxiety, you know, cause OCD is um, tied to anxiety. One yeah. way that that would come out in my lifetime and I'd have to force myself to stop counting or like, you know, again, 
refocus thoughts maybe on the Bible or worship or something that would just make my brain stop yeah. doing this religious activity. Another thing, um, another way um, OCD has plagued me is germophobia. Mm. I didn't used to be too bad. Um, I, I, actually, I remember times growing up as a child that I would even think like my brother or my sister were dirty and germy and I didn't want them to touch me. It was really weird. Um, and if they did touch me, I'd freak out and have to wash my hands. Like, so that's another thing that's plagued yeah. me. And it might've kind of stemmed too from that first nightmare. Who knows? Um, because OCD, I feel like is like a way that like I'm trying to take control because I feel yeah. like I have no control. Yeah. You know, it's always like you hear uh, people with anorexia or bulimia, they, they, they do it to have a control over their lives yeah. to, or a some semblance yeah. of taking control over their lives. So um, that would be another way. And it w it got really bad when I would work with special needs adults um, and children because they often don't have the best hygiene. So I saw horrible things, <laughs> um, you know, just like gross habits and stuff. And so that would just mess with my brain um, when it comes to germophobia. Mm -hmm. being, being in a place where you're exposed to all these kind of things, did that help you to overcome it in any kind of way? Because I feel like if you're in a place that encourages you to kind of like face things that you aren't really happy with, did that help you? No, it actually, for me, made it worse. And I loved my special needs clients and that, that kind of work is very rewarding. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, and it's so hard. I, I don't want to like shine special needs in a bad light, but a lot of them just because of their own mental issues or whatever, they don't have the best hygiene. So a couple of my clients, like I had a client who was deaf, blind and autistic. She would use the bathroom um, you know, do her business, then stick her hand in the toilet and bring it up and smell it. And so then my mind is like, then she's going and then not wash her hands. Mm -hmm. And then she's going through life, like touching doorknobs and light switches. So then that made me afraid of the world. Like, cause you don't know who has those kind of issues, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's just to give an example of kind of stuff that would plague me. But, um, so yeah, just, these are the kinds of things I dealt with my whole adult life. And then, um, so I, I am an author. I wrote one book, um, a couple of years ago, we're about to come up on the two year anniversary of it. And that's a whole nother story. I'd have to podcast with you another time, but, but then since then I thought I should write about my journey with anxiety too. So I came out with that book on Valentine's day of 2020, right before this whole worldwide pandemic hits. And the reason I decided to write it is what I realized about anxiety is it's not about me. Because anxiety puts you in this like constant selfish loop of there's something wrong with me. Everybody hates me. The world's falling apart. Everybody around me is going to die. Everything's gloom and doom all the time. And it's just this constant, like you're stuck in your own thoughts of how everything about you and your life and your world sucks. It's very selfish. Do you see how that's selfish? Like I you're, yeah. Like, and you don't realize that as an anxious person, you don't, consider your thoughts as selfish. In fact, yeah. most people who have anxiety are probably the, the least selfish people in the world, but anxiety makes your thoughts very selfish. And I read a book called Didn't See It Coming by Carrie Newhoff and he's ta talking about pain. And he said that, you know, drop a brick on your toe and see if you can think about anything else. You can't. Pain in its nature is very selfish. Yeah. Not that you want it to be, it just is. And that helped me break um, free also from anxiety because one of the best things 
<coughs> excuse me, clearing my throat, to free you from anxiety, and I have found this true over the years, is when I'm feeling trapped in anxiety and hopeless, if I focus on somebody else besides myself, there's a huge freedom in that. If I, whenever I'm feeling just trapped in my own thoughts and how much I suck and I'm a terrible person and nobody likes me, if I go find somebody like maybe I can clean their house or, or watch their kids or, or um, just do something that offers a service to somebody, yeah. it helps me think outside of myself mm -hmm. and on them. And it's a very healing. It's very healing. You see, because I need to try that. I need to try that because I remember when I was at work the other day and I was telling my um, friend how I was just really, really anxious and I was just always talking about me, like, I'm having a bad day, I'm not a good person, I'm this and I'm that. And just hearing you say that, that I need to actually go out there and help other people, I think yeah. that is a, a, a fantastic idea. Well, see, and that's how Satan's so tricky is yeah. he's making, like, he gets you trapped in your own thoughts, gets you self-focused, and you yeah. can't come up out of that. And I feel like out of my whole life, like I'm 40 years old now, and I've, so since five years old, since that nightmare, 35 years of struggling with anxiety. Wow. And the best thing that has helped me is getting outside of my thoughts and focusing on other people because mm -hmm. we're always to be outward focused and consider others better than ourselves, you know? And, but I have never in my life in all these years heard anyone talk about fighting anxiety that way, Yeah. but it has helped me. And that is why I decided to write this book called when my mind winds up, you can find it many places, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon UK, Amazon, you know, regular.com. Um, local bookstores, but that is the thing. I, I would say the most important thing that, that helps me. And I hope others break free from anxiety and that's Jesus because yeah. Jesus, his, his whole life is about service, about putting others before himself, about sacrificing himself. Can you imagine? I mean, we know Jesus was anxious. Mm -hmm. I mean, he sweat blood yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? on the cross. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but he was doing it for other people for the joy set before him. Yeah. And that so, joy is available to us. Yeah. It's crazy because I was um, hearing a preaching earlier on this morning, actually. And he was talking about how Jesus spent a lot of time preparing to help to um, change this world. And he only spent, he only spent like a small amount of time actually implementing that. And it wasn't even for himself. It was for yeah. us. Yeah. And that's just an incredible thing. Yeah. It just blows your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, so anyways, I mean, I guess that's my testimony as far as anxiety yeah. goes, is that I have really dealt with it hardcore my life. And like, and it, and you get so anxious too, that you even go into a depression and then you're like, you're anxious because you're depressed, but you're depressed because yeah. you're always anxious. <laughs> it, it's like a constant cycle all the time. Yes, endless, ridiculous loop. Yeah. And to this day, and even, of course, even after writing the book, and of course, you know, God has a sense of humor and has my book come out right before a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> I still struggle. Like I even this morning, I was feeling anxious last night. I was feeling anxious. I still struggle, but the thing that helps me most, and of course, memorizing scripture, all the things you hear from other people, they're all good tips as well. Memorizing scripture, thinking on positive things, but the thing that helps me the most and puts me over the top is to just stop thinking about myself, period. Yeah. Find somebody else to focus on, somebody else to love and serve because there's a, there's, um, 
a reward that goes with that inside yourself too, that I think brings me value as a person, you know, yeah. and shows me that it's not all about me. And it, I mean, cause anxiety, it's not about me. It's just an attack on me. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I agree with that because I remember when I was in church and I'm, a, I'm that kind of person where I'm very independent. I like to be on my own but hearing you tell me this I'm thinking that the enemy he wants us who are anxious to be on our own because that is when he's able to attack you the most because you aren't amongst other people you know I went to a party as well yesterday and I wasn't able to interact with anybody because I was just really really anxious so it's just crazy how you're I feel like I'm speaking to you for a reason today you know (laughs) I really do believe that a lot of people in church are really anxious but because the um pastors as well don't really speak about it as much so anxiety is a big thing and it's not to be seen as oh yeah just pray about it no we need to actually have other things as well and, and hearing you say that focusing on other, on other people is a prime example on, on how to overcome that that's really really powerful so um buy this book honestly i need to buy this <laughs> book i need to buy this book and I, I need to tell people about this incredible book because for a pastor to actually open up to open up about it as well that's amazing and we need more and more of it especially now because i mean i really do think god has a sense of humor the timing on this because every i mean even those people who weren't anxious got anxious over the last six months you know and gosh girl i don't even know (laughs) but it's not meant for us yeah not meant for us it's just an evil attack and we and there and there's so much freedom on the other side and jesus has so much for us and there's also something else i like to focus on is we're always taught to find your happiness to pursue happiness Mm -hmm. but and that's great god god loves it if you're happy Mm -hmm. you know but there's something more important and that's joy yeah and the difference between joy and happiness is happiness is circumstantial um joy is an inside thing it's an attitude thing it's a set your mind on things above and the hope before you kind of thing and and that comes to from getting outside of yourself focusing on what god has for you and how you can bring others along on the journey anyways yeah no that's that's my testimony with that is that it has been a real struggle i get it and i see people hurting and in pain and i am telling you the one thing the one thing overall that helps me is just focus on other people. And I've never heard anybody else say that. And my book can be a tough read for people because (laughs) it's not all like, Oh, yay, you know, roses and flowers. It's going to get better. I'm telling you, you're selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I love that though. It's honest truth. It's honest truth because we are currently in a time where it's all about us all the time. Instagram, all about us all the time. It's about anybody else. So I really do feel like having this book and being harsh and honest in this book is what everyone needs right now. (laughs) And I, and I, I know you don't mean to be selfish. I'm just telling you the way it is. Cause once we shed the light of truth that sets us free. Um, I wanted to also ask you as well, um, as a person who suffers from anxiety, how did you um, turn into like this incredible pastor? Because I feel like anxiety <laughs> robs you of everything. So how are you able to overcome that? Obedience. Obedience. Obedience always equals success. Yes. Do it afraid. Do it anxious. Yes. Whatever you know that you're supposed to do in the moment and take it day by day because, Hey, we're anxious. We're saying that we, we know that we struggle with this. Mm. 
So you can't think outside of your moment. So just one step at a time, one day at a time, be completely in constant conversation with God, with the Holy Spirit, do what he's impressing on your heart to do. Obedience always equals success. Who created you? God did. If he put it on your heart, do what you know you're supposed to do to obey and you are going to be successful bringing him glory. Thank you so much. Just like you're doing with your podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for sharing your testimony again, like uh, Sister Natasia said. And congratulations on your book. I've actually ordered one and I'm so excited and ready to be blessed by your experience. And I'm praying and believing that I'll get something from it. Amen. You know, we're supposed to demonstrate God's love unto others and you're definitely showing that through your testimony. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we need to understand we shouldn't always be at the center or the attention of ourselves you know christ died for us and that was such a big thing that he has done we should also help one another we should share god's love onto one another we are so grateful for you to be on our platform today amen Honestly, I am so happy and proud that this was the first ever episode for um, season two. I pray that it has blessed and inspired anyone out there who's currently experiencing experiencing anxiety, who's currently having a hard time. I pray, Father, that everything that this podcast aims to do is done that and more in your life. And guys, if you do have a testimony, do not hesitate. We are here to really inspire you, to encourage you and to make a way for you in your life to basically aid your own journey with God. So guys, this is the end of... um, episode one tune in on tuesday at 6 p.m on spotify on anchor on apple Podcasts, on our website and hear more incredible testimonies so guys please remember his word is god's word hey his word is god's word hello his word is god's word